No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap ox wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on Dealer. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, we've got so much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to make your vote count, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Hope you had a lovely weekend, boys and girls. (laughs) I've got some fun stuff for you tonight. I hope you're ready. I hope you're in a mood. I hope you're in a mood. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll want to harm small animals, but you won't because you're not a monster. Thank you for joining us. Where to begin tonight? Where to begin? How about this? How about we begin with one of the few things that gets me excited now? One of the few things that makes me happy. I've often said that I'm an emotional flatliner, that I'm no longer capable of feeling human emotion except for fleeting moments of white-hot rage that only last a few moments and I'm back to normal again. You know, I don't really get the highs. I don't really get the lows. I kind of just coast around at a, at a happy medium, I guess you could say. Devoid of any emotional roller coasters, except for those very fleeting moments, which I can probably count on one hand on this show, where I'm just filled with white-hot rage, with the fury of a thousand souls crying out in anger in the gates of hell. But other than that, yeah, I'm a pretty normal guy. So the first item I have for you tonight was shared with me by a friend of the program, Steph, ladies and gentlemen. Who here likes a little bit of instant karmic justice? <laughs> I thought you may enjoy seeing this. So let me set this up for you. You have a situation where a young man is waving a Trump flag on the street. Now, I'm not a flag-waving kind of a guy. I do not endorse flag waving, but I'm not against flag waving. The only time you'll really see me endorsing flag waving is probably at a football game. But then at the football game, I'm not going to be just standing there pleasantly waving the flag. You know, I'll be waving a flag until opposing players are close enough, like until opposing players are within earshot. And then I'll insult them and curse at them as though I was possessed by Satan himself. And then when they walk away, I'll just go back to waving my flag again. That's the, that's the only, the real time where I'm, yeah, flag waving's a good idea. But if I saw somebody on the street waving a flag and, you know, it was like a different team or they were waving a flag for whatever, you know, I'm the kind of guy that would just go <laughs> and just keep on walking, right? You know, I'm not going to involve myself in their day. 
I really don't care what you, but like, if you're on the street waving a flag, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care how passionate you are about the thing that you're waving, about the thing that's written on the flag. It really doesn't bother me. I'll probably just walk past and pretend like you aren't even there. Because that's how I roll. I'm not going not gonna, to, you know, insert myself into somebody's day. I'm not going to become a story for somebody. But some people just can't help themselves, can they? So this, this happy little fellow, this chap, this happy chappy was waving his Trump flag on the street. And this guy pulled up next to him in his car and decided it would be a fine idea to express his displeasure at this man waving his Trump flag by spitting on him. <laughs> Hock a big loogie and send it his way. Just to let him know. Just to let him know what he thought of his fucking flag. Fuck you and your flag. I'll show this guy. I'll show this guy. I'm going to spit on him. That'll that'll blow some minds. He's going to think twice before he comes out on the street waving his flag again. So we pick up we pick up the visual just as the guy spits on this man holding the flag and then what happens next I think is one of those beautiful moments when all of the planets in the solar system align, right? The world goes bright for just a, for a brief shining moment and karmic justice rears its head instantly like we didn't have to wait 30 years for this guy to get cancer karma struck right away have a look at this <laughs> oh no <laughs> And for it to happen right there. I thought this kind of thing only happened in the movies. You know what I mean? I've never seen anything like this. He drove like six feet away and hit a pole. <laughs> smashy, smashy. <laughs> Who wants to see that again? See, you can see, look at this. I'll pause here. That's the moment. The moment he mounts the curb, he's actually got his head out the window looking back. Look, you know, I've been driving for a long time. That's never a good idea. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? She says, I watch that shit on repeat. I don't blame you. Look, look at this moment. So that's where his first wheel bounced the curb. He's not even looking where he's going. He's looking behind. Quit living in the past, man. Winning TV with a diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. That was one expensive loogie. Do you think this guy has insurance? Imagine trying to explain that to the insurance company. No, no. I, I was run off the road by a, a, a Nazi. I was distracted by a Nazi waving his flag. I'm Jewish, sir. It was very oppressive. <laughs> it was it was very scary to me. I can't I can't be in, in control of my faculties when faced with these Nazis out here on the streets. It's not fair. What do you mean the excess is eight hundred dollars? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. Okay, what? Let's let's go through because it gets even better. Oh, I see you know, Spits. 
Off he goes. Woo! You can hear people in the crowd. Woo! <laughs> He's, he, I love that bit the most, where he's frantically trying to get the car in reverse, but he doesn't realise that his gearbox, his transmission has been turned into fucking mincemeat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Kitty lover with the diamond, great to see you all. Well, great to see you too. Like, can you, you can hear the gearbox grinding. Because reverse is not in the place where he left it. And it's just like, the whole gearbox has probably been knocked off its mounts. He can't jam it in there. (laughs) And you can see him like, oh no, quick. Listen very carefully for the crunching of the gearbox. That doesn't sound good, mate. (laughs) Ah, don't worry. It'll probably buff right out. (laughs) Give it another go, champ. All that hate. It's unfortunate that it happened, but... Even the guy. It's unfortunate that it happened, but... All that hate. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because you would think it can't get any worse for this guy because now he has to stay there with the people that he just spat on. He's just made an absolute fucking fool of himself, right? And But he can't let you. You're stuck in this situation now. These are the moments where you want to crawl up your own ass and die, right? There's nothing, but there's nothing he can do. He has to wait. Now wait for the next part. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, son. Man, that that is. Oh, oh no! Now... <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see a cop car just seconds later just happens to pull around the corner and pull up directly behind him. <laughs> Oh dear. Maureen in the chat. All joking aside, please note how no one is surrounding him. Oh, exactly. See, that's that this this is one of those moments where you don't have to do anything else, right? Like if I'm there in that situation, and I, I don't even I, I don't like it when people whip their phones out and record everything either. Like that's always irked me. But this would be one of those moments where I'd rip the phones out and you know, hey, smile, mate. <laughs> this is going on YouTube. You're gonna be fucking famous. <laughs> this is fantastic. And then the boys in blue arrive. <laughs> Just around the corner. <laughs> oh, God. Slap a dangerous driving charge on top of it. Isn't it wonderful? You got the cops here. Oh, Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Larry MD. Uh, Luke Ring Rico. the bell Woodchip and TV. get your cheese, man. Thank you for the subs, guys. <laughs> this is one of those moments where, like, see... The, the fake sympathy is just perfect, isn't it? From the guy who was filming. Oh, no, the cops are here. Oh. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Kitty B. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, bro. And now the cops are here, too. Oh. 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 
Yeah, he, he spit on the guy. I know, he stepped on it. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. You know what I mean? See how he's trying to still be cool? <laughs> What's with the swagger, mate? <laughs> Better put your mask on. You wouldn't want to put anybody at risk. His mask was down so he could spit on the person holding the Trump flag. Oh. Exactly. All the stars lined up. Tell me you got all that. I did. You did? I did. Can you send it to him and then he crashes it? I got you. Can you send it to me? Okay. Thank you very much. People are like, you got to send me that footage. <laughs> Every It's going on everybody's Facebook. Yeah. No, you don't understand, officer. It was like... You know, like, these fucking white supremacists, they were, like, surrounding me and shit. And, you know, like, because I'm trying to be COVID safe, I've got to keep my distance. So, you know, like, the only way that I could, like, make them, like, dissipate the area, like, to get them away from me was to, like, spit at them. Like, I don't even want to spit at nobody. But, like, these motherfuckers were just, like, all over me, man. Like, they were all, they was all over me, huh? Like, I was in fear for my safety and shit. You don't understand your your officers. <laughs> Kitty lover with a diamond perfection in 30 seconds. It doesn't get any better, does it? It was so perfect. No, no, like I'm an innocent party here, your your officers. No, no, wasn't your brother. Oh, no, no. Wait, he's on some Look at the build on this female sheriff. Jesus, because she's built like a refrigerator. Look at that. Holy shit! Woodchip TV dropping a guinea in our laps. Thank you so much, Woodchip TV. Very generous of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't see the pole there. Like, like that pole wasn't even there. Like, somebody, one of these, like, Nazi motherfuckers, like, put it in front of me, yo. And then they chased me into it. Like, I'm an innocent party here. He spit on some guy. I saw it, but I didn't get oh, yeah, the... <laughs> Where did he spit on? Who did he spit on? Yeah, on him, on him. He spit on my... Yeah. I got it on camera. Oh, now, now, like, this is the other problem, too. You've got 40 witnesses, mate. <laughs> Goofy Boots. Thank you for joining us, Goofy Boots. You urban dumbass is per Your urban dumbass is perfect. Well, thank you. Yo, it's like... <laughs> like, I didn't even want to be here, you know? But these motherfuckers, these these clan members was like scaring me and shit. Absolutely wonderful. A little bit of karmic justice instantly dealt out by the universe. Thank you, Mr. Universe. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to this one. As you know, like I said on Friday, I've been very much keeping an observational distance from the whole voter fraud thing. Oh, this, this voter fraud thing, whatever that is. Apparently there was some kind of election and people are alleging some kind of fraud. Well, I never. What kind of a ridiculous, irresponsible person would claim any kind of fraud in any kind of election anywhere, anytime? Whoever they are, I don't want to know about it.
So I've been keeping a very safe distance from electric forward because, I mean, it's just a conspiracy theory. Winning TV with a diamond. Woodchip TV said lemon up. So here you go. Well, thank you very much. And everybody should listen to Woodchip TV. <laughs> Jim Enward, there was an election? Apparently. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. So I've been keeping a safe, a pretty safe distance from the election and the voter fraud stuff until about Friday when I saw a story with the Michigan DA. When the Michigan DA came out and said that the, the lawsuit alleging voter fraud in Michigan is actually racist because it infers that black people are corrupt. It was at that moment where I was like, okay, there must be something here. There has to be something here. Because if you're calling a lawsuit racist, my, my first instinct is whenever you people call anything racist, my first instinct is to assume that the other person is probably right. Because I, I don't know if you've, I don't know how long you've been around. How long, you know, I've been doing this for a while. We've been watching this kind of game for a while. We know how this works. Woodchip TV with a diamond. Thank you all, Boogie. He needs it. He is not racist. Don't tell anybody that. I'm going to lose street cred. I want people to assume that I'm racist. And then be bitterly disappointed after putting hours and hours in listening to various podcasts. So once they came out and said, well, this this lawsuit is racist. It'll, it infers that black people are corrupt. I'm like, wow, there's got to be something to this. So that's when I started paying attention. Now, this particular interview on Maria Bartiromo with one of Donald Trump's lawyers, a lady named Sidney Powell, I found particularly interesting, but we'll go over it. We'll go through it and I'll explain why. But this, there's something a little bit different about this one. Let's see. Welcome back. According to public records, Dominion voting machines are used in 2,000 jurisdictions in 30 states. According to X... Jurisdictions. First, if one site has a flaw, Ring other sites are likely to... get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub. Thank you for celebrating your zero-month sub-streak, Kitty B. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, that's D-Live, you've got to do something about that. You can't celebrate zero. <laughs> One you can celebrate, two you can celebrate, three, and so on. Not zero. Woodchip TV with a diamond. Release the fucking Kraken now. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see how this plays out. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Winning TV. As well, which is why Texas rejected using Dominion software three times, raising concerns that the system was not safe from fraudulent or unauthorized manipulation. That's troubling, given we already know that at least two software glitches in Georgia and Michigan occurred on election night. Attorney uh, Sidney Powell was leading the charge. Yeah, apparently, it wasn't just Texas that... Um didn't trust this Dominion software. Apparently, and I haven't seen it though, but somebody told me apparently Elizabeth Warren has previously accused Dominion software of not being reliable. So Maria missed a trick there. She could have said, well, you know, the Texas, because people people don't care. You know, Democrats in the rest of the country aren't going to care what Texas does or doesn't do. They probably think that even though that even though Texas has fucking NASA, right? They probably think that Texans vote by branding cows and sending them into various fields, right? Oh, no, there's there's 4,000 cows in that field branded with Trump, and there's 2,000 in that field Ring branded the bell with Biden, and get so your Trump cheese, wins. Man. 
Thank you for the sub, everybody. Thank you so much. Against Dominion, and she says she has enough evidence of fraud to launch a massive criminal okay. investigation. Let's Sydney, thanks Let's very much see. for being here. We appreciate your time this morning. I want to get right into it. We just heard about the software uh, made by Smartmatic from Rudy, and I want to get your take on what you report, what you and I spoke about just a few minutes ago, and that is a gentleman named Peter Neffinger. Tell me how he fits into all of this. Yes, well, he is listed as its former Admiral Peter Neffinger, or retired Admiral Peter Neffinger. Was he a rear admiral? He is president and on the board of directors of Smartmatic. And it just so happens he's on uh, Mr. Biden's presidential transition team that's going to be non-existent because we're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. And President Trump won by not just hundreds of thousands of votes, but by millions of votes that were shifted by this software that was designed expressly for that purpose. We have sworn witness testimony of why the software was designed. It was designed to rig elections. He was fully briefed on it. He saw it happen in other countries. Mm -hmm. It was exported internationally for profit by the people that are behind Smartmatic and Dominion. They did this on purpose. It was calculated. They've done it before. We have evidence from 2016 in California. Joey and G with the diamond. Thank you so much. It's cow patties in the pasture. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> we have so much evidence. I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. Fire hose. Now, the reason that I find this interesting <clears throat> is because, first of all, you have to kind of, you have to be wary of bias, right? So... Again, the difficulty is always going to be in the proving. The proving. Because you can say, you can say that, uh, you, can, you can have a witness testimony and that witness says that this particular software was designed to steal elections. That's fair enough. But you still have to prove that the election was stolen. Now, the reason that I find this interesting is because of all the you know, of all the things that have been spoken about already over the last few weeks, this is probably the most, and I'm going to use this wording, but it, it won't sound right, the most strong so far. Like, we're not talking about people saying, I, I saw somebody who was counting ballots and they put a thousand Donald Trump ballots in a bin, right? It's It's stronger than that. We're not talking about, I was watching, you know, I, I, I heard from a guy who was in the counting room that somebody was counting votes for Joe Biden even though they had the same signatures, right? None of that, even though it sounds good, it's probably very, 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 very difficult to prove. If they, are, if they believe that they have some kind of evidence with tampering of the electronic tallying system, tallying system, I, I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect that anything done electron, uh, electronically is going to have some kind of record, right? Because there would be some kind of keystroke, some kind of... There would be some kind of record of somebody going into a system and doing something. The other thing to consider here is this, this is a lawyer, basically. <clears throat> 
because people are going to say they're just making it up. Okay, they're just making it up. This is a lawyer that is on the verge, which is very, very close to, very close to the verge, very close to the line of slander. Now, would a, such a high-profile lawyer in such a high-profile case go on national TV and just make this up? Would they do that? Knowing that if it's proven that they're just making it up, that they'll probably go to prison for a long time, right? That seems unlikely. But then again, there are already cave- there are some caveats being laid into it, a little bit of lawyer speak, right? It could be. It could be possible. We have <clears throat> we have witnesses that say the system was designed for that. She didn't say the witnesses say that it did that. Right? It, it, it's it's tricky. I don't know, but like I said, this is the strongest point that I've seen so far. Wow. So, Sydney, wow. Uh, you feel that you will be able to prove this. Do you have the software in your possession? Do you have the hardware in your possession? How will you prove this, Sydney? Well, I've got lots of ways to prove it, Maria, but I'm not going to tell on national TV what all we have. I just I can't do that. Okay, but you have a very time for a small time frame here. The elections are supposed to be certified in early December. Do you believe that you can present this to the courts and be successful within this just couple of weeks? Well, let me put it this way. First of all, I never say anything I can't prove. Uh, secondly, the evidence is coming in so fast, I can't even process it all. Millions of Americans have written, I would say by now, uh, definitely hundreds of thousands have stepped forward with their different experiences of voter fraud. But this is a massive election fraud. And I'm very concerned it involved not only uh, Dominion and its Smartmatic uh, software, but that the software essentially was used by other election machines also. It's the software that was the problem. Like I said, this, I think, is the most fruitful point of contention. Like, if I were a Trump supporter in the United States, and I would be, and if I was, you know, saying that election fraud is going to be proven and stuff, I wouldn't waste time with things like videos on Twitter of people burning ballots and shit. You know, people's, people accusing, my friend was a counter and he saw somebody throw a ballot and being blah, blah, blah. I would definitely be interested in this. Because if it can be proven that the software was, you know, tampered with, I, I don't even know what that means. What happens then? If they can prove that software was tampered with and the tallies are wrong, then I guess they have to go to a full hand recount. Now, I would say that a recount is really pointless unless you have an audit though, right? Because otherwise you're just counting the same, you know, otherwise you're just counting the same problematic votes over again. But if there's, if there is mass discrepancies in the hand recount and what the electronic tally is, I don't, e I don't even know what happens at that point. Do they have to, do, can they dismiss everything that was tallied up electronically? Do they? I don't know. You tell me. Phobic crews, how do you audit ballots? Well, I don't know specifically what they would do in the United States, but I know 
here it's a process of going through making sure that things are filled out correctly right and it's usually done with a sample like not all of them but you audit you know the the figures that you have in one place and you match them up with the figures you have at a different place so you have like a whole bunch of different booths and if you say that 30,000 votes came from this particular booth like this particular polling place then you have to go back and count and make sure that you have those numbers from that particular polling place. You take a big sample of votes, and if there are any sort of big discrepancies in the amount of legal votes in the audit as opposed to what it was on election night, then it can go further. I imagine it's probably a similar process, but very time-consuming. I'll see you in hell! So, you know, I would think... Wouldn't you think that because, ladies and gentlemen, we've been watching various aspects of the corporate press have been saying now for quite some time, there's no evidence here. This is a baseless conspiracy theory. There is only misinformation circulating. There is no real story here. Donald Trump is pushing an unfounded baseless conspiracy theory, and this is a threat to democracy. Now, I would think after something like this... If I was in the corporate press, I would say, okay, that's quite the accusation. It's by far the strongest accusation that we've heard. Sidney Powell is a very high-profile lawyer with a very high-profile case. I find it unlikely that it's pure fabrication because that would be career suicide. That would be a prison sentence, nearly, very close to slander, coming out and publicly accusing a company of fraud, right? You, you want to make sure you've got the good stuff. You want to make sure you've got the good stuff before you make those kinds of accusations. So if I was in the corporate press, I'd say, okay, maybe we need to look at this. Maybe we, because you know why? Because our viewers deserve to know what conversations are being had. Exactly. Disbarment. She's looking at a whole range of stuff if she's just making it up, which is why I find it unlikely. So, <laughs> Brian Stelter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because it seems like, wow, this is quite the accusation. This is quite the accusation coming from a very high-profile lawyer who claims that they have evidence of software tampering in electronic vote counts and all of that. This goes far beyond, quote-unquote, baseless conspiracy theory, right? This warrants further investigation, surely. And I know that Brian Stelter respects his audience, he loves his audience, and he only wants to tell them the truth. Here at CNN, here at CNN, we believe in giving you the real news. The news, remember the, remember the clip we played a couple of weeks ago? The news you can trust? The most trusted name in news? Let's see how Brian Stelter comes at this new information. To counter every lie about the election results, uh -huh. tell the truth. Good. Here's you tell the, the truth. truth. Live Here's the truth. All right, give us the truth. Look at Georgia, where a full by hand recount for each county is underway. And look at the transparency provided here by Fulton County uh, so that folks can see it for themselves. Look at this transparency here. 
we literally have a webcam in the corner of the room and we can kind of make out people moving around. Look at this transparency. There you go. Good enough. <laughs> no wonder Brian gets so much stuff wrong. He thinks this is evidence and transparency. At Winning TV, I can't see shit. That's the point. Brian's that there's a webcam in the corner of the room up in the fucking rafters somewhere. We can kind of make out people milling about desks. Some of them are holding papers. <laughs> you know, some of them are moving around. Some of them are sitting in a chair. And Brian Stelter's got the audacity to go on his program and go, look at all of this transparency. Look at all of this transparency. <laughs> How can anybody question this? <laughs> it's over. It's over, folks. It's over. I, 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 know, I know you had your hearts... You know, I, I know you had your heart set on overturning some kind of election, but clearly here we can see from this webcam footage that there are at least half a dozen people in a room somewhere doing something. So I'm afraid all of your accusations have to go in the trash. Clearly we've disproven it. Well done. Well done. We've we've debunked we've debunked another conspiracy theory here on CNN. <laughs> Bring people the truth, Bride says. Oh, yeah! I love it. That's what we need. This is what we need. <laughs> this is what we need. One out-of-focus webcam in a room filming people doing stuff. This is all the evidence you need. But again, it'll work on millions of people. Millions of people will watch this and go, eh, eh, see, I told you so. There's no conspiracy here. Look how transparent. Any, everybody can watch the recount. It's kind of like when you stay in a hotel room and you get five seconds of the adult channel, but it's all uh, pixelated out. You haven't really seen a sex scene, have you? Have you? You've, you've had the impression that coitus was taking place, but you haven't actually seen anything. You think you have, but you haven't. It may, be even, it may even be enough to get you really excited and horny but you have not seen sex. <laughs> You've been left with the impression that sex was happening. <laughs> to help people see the reality. Look at the Chiron. America's dysfunctional democracy. See, this is the other beautiful thing too. CNN and MSNBC and other people... They're accusing you of destroying democracy. They're saying you're the reason that democracy is dying. It's all your fault. If you just shut up and take this evidence here of a webcam in a corner of a room with some out-of-focus shots of people milling about and sitting and really you don't know what the hell they're doing. They could be doing crossword puzzles. Who the fuck knows? But because you look at this and go, this isn't convincing me of anything. You're the one. Oh, my God. Are you trying to destroy the country? Are you trying to destroy democracy? Look at this evidence here. Look at this. How dare you? But they're the ones who keeps putting up on the, on the screen and they're the ones who keep talking about democracy is broken. It's dysfunctional. It needs to change. You need to get rid of the electoral college, right? 
they're the ones that want to change the system. If a legal challenge is part of the system, then those who are claiming to be defenders of the system should be welcoming the legal challenge. This is basic 101 logic stuff. If people are within their right to make a legal challenge about a result, then that is the system. What don't you understand here, Brian? That's part of the system, is challenging it legally in court. And you do have to ask, you have to genuinely ask the motivations of somebody who would say that making a legal challenge, which is well within your right to do, is destroying the system that they purport to represent. Exactly, original rev. It's gaslighting. Wait, people are exercising their legal and constitutional right to challenge a result? This is destroying democracy. You know, in a real democratic country, people would just take what we say on CNN as gospel and never, ever challenge it. That's the way it should work. Otherwise, you're attacking the free press. <laughs> they, re they really are very confused. Reality. Reality. Uh, back with me is Carl Bernstein, Julie Rodzinski, and Sam Oh, Donaldson. Carl Bernstein. At the same time, there is this dysfunction underway. Uh, I do think this is a perilous moment for democracy because um, some Trump fans, not all of them, some mm -hmm. Trump fans are going deeper down this rabbit hole of voter fraud belief, uh, of conspiracy theory. Voter fraud belief. Conspiracy theory and voter fraud belief. It's a rabbit hole. And Carl, ultimately, that's what this is. A giant conspiracy theory, right? If this election had been rigged and Trump had actually won by millions of votes, uh -huh. what, thousands of people would have to be in on it? <laughs> he, th he thinks he's smart. He, he really thinks that that's a genuine point. See, I've actually had this conversation with other people who say it's impossible, right? Because here's a timeline for idiots of the corporate media talking about election fraud, right? Before 2016, they said election fraud was impossible. It's impossible to rig an election. After 2016, they said the election of 2016 was rigged. Before 2020, they said that Donald Trump is going to rig the election. And after 2020, they say election rigging is impossible again. That's a, that's a general rundown of how they've been pissing in your face for the better part of five years now. The truth is, whatever is convenient for us at the time, that's their motto. That's their unspoken rule. But here's the thing. Thousands of people don't have to be in on it. Thousands of people can operate independently of their own free will in order to fuck somebody else's day up. Has, has this never occurred to you? <laughs> what, do you think that there has to be like some kind of central command? What if you had millions of people who genuinely believed that Joe Biden needs to win this election in order to prevent Adolf Hitler taking power again. Do you think that they're sitting back waiting for somebody to call them up and tell them what to do? <laughs> Genuinely? Do you think that's think that's true? Do you think they're waiting for one phone call from Central Command? Okay, the operation is a go. Of course not. 
one person working here or maybe a team of people working here, maybe two dozen people working in this place, they can all operate independently of central command. <laughs> I mean, thousands of people would have to be in on it. And of course, the other thing too is, notice what he didn't mention, the software angle. No mention of the software, none whatsoever. No, 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 because what they're going to tell you is any accusation of any kind of voter fraud has nothing to do with anybody tampering with electronic tallying machines or anything like that. That's no, 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 there's nothing to say that. That's just, that's just, that, that's the rabbit hole. That's the rabbit hole of election fraud belief. It's the unfounded conspiracy theory. What we're really talking about here is a cabal of thousands of people who are getting direct orders from some kind of shadowy figure in order to rig the election by taking paper ballots and stuffing them into dumpsters. That's what they're talking about. Of course it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but we have to look at who is making the conspiracy plausible. Okay, that's called attacking the source. Otherwise known as a logical fallacy. Don't assess the claim, assess the person making the claim. To so many people. And hmm. that's why I come back. Who's the second guy from the left? Uh, that's Carl Bernstein. He's the he's the guy who did the uh, Watergate book, right? Back to our cupboard. He's he's been waiting he's been waiting 40 years to be relevant again. Now they can't get him out of the CNN office. <laughs> Not just of, of the instant moment, but uh -huh. I think in Washington particularly yeah. uh, and in the country generally, we have to start rethinking in the mainstream, quote, mainstream media, some of our coverage. One. <laughs> Did you hear that? Do you want to hear it again? Have a listen to this. Because remember, democracy is crisis. This is this is a crisis of the republic. It's a crisis. Uh, there are people going down the rabbit hole. So what's the answer, right? What's the answer that these people constantly come back to over and over and over again? In the second half of the show, I'm going to show you why they want to ban you off social media for questioning uh, aspects of the vaccination rollout, right? Because in their mind, it's protecting democracy. It's protecting democracy to get rid of you to withhold information from you. That protects you. Thank you for keeping me safe, CNN. Thank you for keeping me safe. Have a listen again. Instant moment. But I think in Washington particularly, uh, and in the country. Yes, exactly. Goofy boots with the diamond. You go straight to the head of the class, my friend. Uh, rethinking, like re-education. Yes. Generally, we have to start rethinking in the mainstream, quote, mainstream media, some of our coverage. We need to start rethinking our coverage. Think about the people who are putting out these conspiracy theories. We need to stop covering it in the mainstream media. You know, you know, <clears throat> if a high-profile lawyer in a high-profile court case comes out and says that they have evidence of tampering of electronic tallying machines, we should not cover it. We shouldn't cover it. Why? Because we need to protect democracy. <laughs> these, these people really are shameless.
stunningly so. So brazen that you can't you can't even argue against it most of the time. You just go, huh? Huh? Thank you for I did I I get this I'll get the Streamlabs just before we go to the break. Thank you, Victor von Schroom. And we'll play Kimmy's one from Friday. One is let's take the fact. Yeah. <laughs> ah, got I beat you. I got in ahead. Victor von Schroom of the Diamond. I think your TTS is off. Ah, I got in there. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond, like waiting for the count to declare a president? <laughs> oh, dear. For three years, those closest to Donald Trump uh-huh. in the national security bureaucracy, whether it was Bolton, whether it was Kelly, whether it was Mattis, they all knew and we knew that they believed that the president of the United States was a danger to the national security of the United States. And they believed Kelly Mattis, Tillerson, uh-huh. and on, that he was unfit to be president. We- oh, well then, I guess he better be removed, whatever the stakes then, whatever the cost. Here in America, we believe that your vote counts. Unless, of course, we don't like the guy you vote for, then fuck you. <laughs> Our panel of experts has determined that Donald Trump is not fit for the presidency. Therefore, we should get rid of him. We should remove him. <laughs> oh my god! It just it just gets better and better. Wait until you see this little piece of magic, though. Just before we go to the break here. Now this is very good. Barack Obama's weighing in again. You're like, yay, Barack! We love him, Barack! We love you. And, the and same when covering the country, the country yeah. And when covering the country, that includes profiles of Biden voters since there's been so much interest in Trump voters in the past four years. Uh, let's take a look at Barack Obama, this brand new interview. Obama starting a book tour for his book, A Promised Land, which comes out on Tuesday. It's going to be the best-selling book of the year, most likely. <laughs> CNN calls, <laughs> CNN projects that Barack Obama's book will be the best-seller of the year. <laughs> They're still projecting things before the count is in. It'll be the best-selling book of the year. Oh, of course. Well, the numbers are already in. It hasn't even hit the shelves yet. It's already the bestseller, according to CNN. Who could doubt them? Likely. Here's what he told Gail King about uh, Trump voters. Okay. Here's what he told Gail King about Trump voters. Let's have a look. 72 million people voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. What does that say to you about the state of this country? Good well, question. what it says is that we are still deeply divided. Ah! I feel like channeling, channeling Alex Jones. <laughs> Why do people let politicians get away with these idiotic lines over and over and over and over? Like, are you are you all stupid? Are you all morons? Do you just do you just crave hearing the empty, shallow political rhetoric constantly for the rest of your fucking life? What is wrong with you people? Well, America's deeply divided. Yes, that's what an election is. See, the whole point of an election is to divide people to get these people over here who want this guy and these people over here who want this guy. It's called a division. What does it say to you, 
Barack, what does it say to you, my lord, his highness, Mr. Obama? What does it say to you that 72 million people voted for the other guy? Well, to me, it says that we're a deeply divided nation. Yes, if only everybody, if only one candidate got 100% of the vote, then there would be no division. <laughs> if only. If only every election went 100% of the way towards the Democrats, then everybody would be happy and united. Yeah! It, it works. It works. It works. I've just got it paused until the break, Victor. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond winning TV. So to be united, we need 100% voting for one guy. Exactly. Thank you. The power of the power that alternative worldview that's presented in an alternative worldview. You're not allowed to have that. The power of the alternative worldview. Oh, dear. Oh, no. See, there is only one worldview that's valid, and that's my worldview. The power of that alternative worldview that's presented in the media that those voters consume. It ah. carries a lot. So, see, we're back, we're back to blaming Fox News again. <laughs> Last week, last week we were playing clips of CNN defending Fox News. So for four years they've been saying, you know, the reason that Donald Trump voters love Donald Trump and hate us, it's not because we've done anything, it's because Fox News has poisoned their minds. Fox News is poisoning the minds of the American voter to hate us here at CNN. They're poisoning their minds with conspiracy theories and an alternative worldview. And if it weren't for Fox News, then everybody would agree with us. But now it's Monday. We've had two full days on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Now we come back on Monday and we're back to blaming Fox News again. Oh, 72 million people have been brainwashed into hating your worldview because, <laughs> because of the media they consume. Utter claptrap. Codswallop. Laughable. Out of weight. Are you worried about that? Yes. I'm it's very, very hard for our democracy to function if we are operating on just completely different sets of facts. We need to all, we need 100% wall to wall consent. Can you? <laughs> I, and I, the issue is, I don't think even most people who watch this who love Barack Obama would even see the problem in what he's saying there. To them, to them, that would make total sense. He literally talked about democracy, but then decried the fact that in a democracy, people don't agree. You know, we need to protect democracy by making sure that everybody agrees. It's, it's fucking breathtaking. Well, the problem with democracy is that every time you have an election, some people come up and they have, you know, a different worldview to what we have. <laughs> that can't be allowed. That worries me. That concerns me. It concerns me 
because we're here. We're trying to protect democracy. So what we should do is uh, get, we need to change the way we cover the media so we're no longer uh, covering anybody talking about any court cases or anything. We need to get rid of that to protect democracy. And then after we do that, we need to ensure that we can get everybody to vote for the same person because that will also protect democracy. It, it, it is criminal. Criminal. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's do the Streamlabs because, like I said, I missed Kimmy's Streamlab on... When was it? Friday. So let's have a look here. Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Friendly reminder, you spell leukemia song. Huh? Where's that one? Sorry. Friendly friendly reminder, where's... Friendly reminder, you still owe Kimmy's song. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, Victor Von Shroom. Oh, look at me. <laughs> God. Here is the song in case you lost it, Bugai. I didn't lose anything. I've got it. Thank you very much. I have it here. I have it here ready to go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this was a good idea. This is a good idea doing it this way. Oh, it doesn't me. take long at all. I'm rambling. <laughs> Bull guy. Does. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, David. Does it work? I need to change the settings for that. Because I thought I'll pause it because I've got the diamonds and the other alerts oh, that are interrupting me. I'll leave those again. ones. But... <laughs> Minister of Fun Kimmy with the diamond. It's mutiny in Boogie Stand. Okay, this is the song that uh, Kimmy donated, what, on Friday, and I forgot to play it on Friday. I am a man of my word, so let's see what oh, Kimmy sent us. I'm rambling again. Work? <laughs> yes, it does work. Thank you for the very delayed <laughs> street flames. All right, show us what you got. That was worth it. I'm again. <laughs> Why is it playing them all again now? Does. Okay, I'm stopping that. <laughs> Frozen Asia with a diamond. Thank you, Frozo. Just writes quack. Yes, you, if you miss Sunday night shit show, I'm sure he's fixed it by now, but Frozen didn't have the lemon spam filter turned on. So it was just constant, constant spamming of the quack noise because he didn't adjust his little his little sound alerts in Tidy Labs. It was a lot of fun. Sunday night shit show, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Sunday night shit show. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. When we return, I have some truly horrifying, hor truly horrifying, truly horrifying developments in the world of COVID-19, keeping you safe, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, thank you for keeping me safe. 
All that and more in the second half of the show. Stick around. You're on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. See you soon. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good UK Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. 
Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. Right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, yeah, Sunday night shit show last night, an absolute riot. As always, follow our friends Frozen Asian and Spent D, dlive.tv slash Sunday night shit show. Of course, Victor Von Schroom, a uh, great contributor to a lot of shows, sending sending videos. He's, uh, I've said before, Victor Von Schroom always sends me videos that I, have, I cannot comment on. <laughs> I just have to say thank you for the video, Victor. Play the video and then move on and try to forget that I saw it. <laughs> you can follow Victor Von Schroom, uh, dlive.tv slash The Victor Show. You got The Victor Show. From now on, whenever I do any of my promos, I'm going to do them as Christopher McDonald of the Mac Files. So you got the Sunday Night Shit Show every Sunday from 10 p.m., 10.30. Uh, that's with Frozen Asian and Spent D. And they have a lot of fun on there on the D-Live. And you've also got the Victor Show. You can follow the Victor Show, the the Victor Show. He does a lot, a lot of fun videos. It's always a good time with the Victor Show. We we love it. These these are great patriots. We love the Victor Show. You got Winning TV, Win TV Live on Saturday nights. You got and you also got the Kimmy Show. <laughs> I want Christopher McDonald to do all of my promos now. All right. This story was getting sent around. Over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've been keeping up with what's happening in Denmark. Apparently, it's more than just baking patisseries. It's more than just baking little cakes, making chocolate. I don't know. What else What else do they do in Denmark? Voice of Reason with the diamond. Uh, Actiers? Actiers? Funny right there, Boogie. Well, thank you. I don't know what it means, but thank you very much. I'll, I'll take any compliment. I don't even care. I don't even care if it's legible. <laughs> So, <clears throat> remember last week we covered a whole bunch of stories as it related to COVID-19. Uh, well, last week, for the last nine months, we've been covering the attack on your freedoms, your personal freedoms. In Australia's second biggest city, you see mothers who post things on Facebook getting dragged out of their home in their pyjamas because it is suspected that they may breach lockdown in the future, so they haven't even broken lockdown yet. We now have people arguing that People's freedom needs to be taken away before they break the law in order to keep people safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for being keeping me safe. You've got Ticketmaster now saying that you can't get into a concert unless you have the vaccine because it's another thing we've spoken about for a long time. Uh, governments will say that a, a vaccine isn't mandatory until they say it is. But maybe they don't even have to say it is. Maybe they just say, look, we're not going to make you get the vaccine. But if you want to have a job, go to work, 
if you want to catch public transport, if you want to leave your home, then you're going to have to have the vaccine. In Greece, they're making people text the government with the reason why they're leaving their house before they're allowed to walk out their front door. Autism No More in the chat says, Denmark took back their medical freedom. Oh, oh, but hang on a minute, hang on a minute, because this is what I'm going to get into. Because we're always very, very, very quick, right? If On the rare occasion that an outrage works, on the rare occasion that a whole bunch of people get together and say to the government, you can't do this, this is bullshit, we don't accept this. On the rare occasion that the government steps back and says, okay, we will not do this, we will not do this, we will not do this to you. And then we all celebrate, don't we? And then what happens time after time? Time after time. We will cheer, we will sing, there's no vaccine here. Time after time. So we'll celebrate and we'll be like, yes, people power, democracy won the day. Until next time. Because then we all move on. And we all forget that it happened. And then next week we're all talking about something else. And then slowly in the dead of night, under the cover of darkness, maybe tacked on to some other bill, they will kill you with process. They will kill you with bureaucratic process. For example, like I just said, people will come out and rally against mandatory vaccinations. And fair enough, too. You can rally against mandatory vaccinations. And they say, okay, look, we're not going to do the mandatory vaccinations. But if you want to leave your house, then I'm afraid you're going to have to be vaccinated. (laughs) Because we too often think it ends where it ends, but it never ends where it ends. These people don't sleep. Explained, what is Denmark's proposed epidemic law and why is it being criticised? I don't know. Why is it being criticised? It sounds like a great idea. Thank you for keeping me safe. The new epidemic law would replace an emergency law. (laughs) I love these emergency laws. (laughs) Temporary emergency measures, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we covered this in Victoria. The state below mine, I'm in New South Wales, Victoria is beneath us, or as we like to call it, the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria. I'm not even joking, that's what we call it. The most left-wing country uh, government in the country. And I remember covering it on this show maybe six months ago when the government of Victoria came out and said, no, no, look, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Don't panic. This is only a one, this is a one-month temporary measure. This is a one-month law. It's only going to last for a month. And I would have people coming up to me and saying, yes, it's just for a month, Boogs. Boogs, it's just for a month. Stop being a conspiracy theorist. And I said, yes, it's for a month until they extend it again. (laughs) Which is, of course, exactly what happened. Oh, yes, the sunset clause. Don't worry, we've written in a sunset clause. How many times has the Patriot Act sunset clause been extended? I don't know. It's a lot, though, because what what are we now? Like, fucking nearly 20 years later? <laughs> don't worry, there's a sunset clause. Ah, oh, good. All a sunset clause means is at some point in the next, in the, in the period that the law exists, the politicians will have to get together and vote for it again. That's all it means. The article continues, as well as enforcing quarantine measures, the existing law empowers the authorities to prohibit access to public institutions. Thank you for keeping me safe. Supermarkets and shops, 
public and private nursing homes and hospitals, and also to impose restrictions on access to, ladies and gentlemen, dun, 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 public transport. Oh, I never saw this coming. I had no idea this was what they were planning. Who, who would have thought that it would come to this? Why didn't somebody warn us that they were planning on putting these restrictions on public transport? Wow, who knew? Recent instances in which the emergency law has been used by the government to implement rules include the partial lockdown of North Jutland and enhanced national, restri- enhanced national restrictions, <laughs> including assembly limits and mandatory use of face masks announced in October. The emergency, they even put in brackets, the emergency and temporary... <laughs> Just say, just so we can cut those conspiracy theorists off at the pass, right? No, no, it's emergency and temporary, folks. Law from March is now up for a replacement by a new, more permanent law. <laughs> it's a temporary law, guys. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be insane. It's only temporary. And now we need to replace the temporary law with a permanent one. <laughs> <laughs> which would also ensure provisions for governments to respond to future pandemics and epidemics. Here's some areas in the proposed law that have raised eyebrows, raised eyebrows. That's, by the way, that's how they describe hundreds of thousands of people marching in anger in Danish cities. Mm, there's some, been some raised eyebrows. <laughs> See, no, no, no image here, no pictures here of the protests, right? Wow, it seems like there's about 400,000 people marching through the streets. Yeah, they've got some raised eyebrows. That's all it is. Here are some of the areas that people have some raised eyebrows over. People infected with dangerous diseases can be forcibly given medical examination, hospitalised, treated and placed in isolation, ladies and gentlemen. Forcibly placed in isolation. That means men with guns. Men with guns pointing them at you, saying, get in here. Oh, yes, isn't it good? The Danish health authority would be able to define groups of people who must be vaccinated in order to contain and eliminate a dangerous disease People who refuse the above can, in some situations, be coerced through physical physical detainment with police allowed to assist. Hey! Thank you for keeping me safe. Well, a whole bunch of Danish people protested and the government, that you know what, the government cares what you think. The government has listened to you. The government believes you. The government just wants what's best for you. So the Danish government has turned around and said, guess what? We're not going to do it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Democracy won the day. And here's a woman celebrating. All right. Quick update, guys. Quick They've update. thrown the epidemic law in the band. Yes. Denmark did it. I don't know if you can see here, but that's the way it looks. It'll never happen here. 
this is so amazing, guys. Share the good news, please. Share, share, share. Denmark has thrown the epidemic law down the drain. Yes! I'm so happy I can't even speak. Um, I'm crying. This is such a relief. You know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not angry with her or anything. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. It'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. But this is always this is always the way it goes right before they screw you. Governments don't stop. They don't stop trying to screw you. This is what happens. This is generally what happens. People who want a society to be governed by the principle that we should have less freedom and not more, they will push and 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 they will push until they get some pushback. Until they get a little bit of pushback. When people start marching in the streets... And people say you've gone too far and they stop pushing and they wait. They wait and they wait until you've forgotten about it. They wait until you're paying attention to something else. They wait until the next outrage is filling the media space, probably within hours and then they start pushing again. And then they push, and then they push, and then they push, until they get a little bit of pushback, and then they stop for a while. And we all pat each other on the backs and say how we've won. We've won. We beat them. We got what we wanted. And they wait for that to die down. And then they start pushing again. This is just what happens. never ends and it never stops they never sleep let's go around the let's go around the, we'll go around the scoreboard now espn style let's cover off a few different cities ladies and gentlemen <laughs> movie time blues boogs you must be really fun in conversations I, i've just seen it happen too often i've seen it happen too much and you know we've got a pretty good we've got a pretty good track record on this show of getting this shit right. So I don't know, take it how you want it. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if in six months from now, maybe three months from now, six months from now, uh, a new law comes out in Denmark where it will just be one aspect of all of those things. Right? They'll they'll just pass one aspect. They'll say, look, because they put the most extreme version out there first, and everyone says, no, that's too extreme, and then they say, okay. That's too extreme. How about we do 20% of it? And then everybody will go, you know, you know, because this is what people do. This is basic human nature. This is, you know, the psychology of crowds. They put the most extreme version out there. Everybody pushes back on it and they say, okay, we went too far. Let's do 25% of what we wanted to do. And everyone goes, well, at least it's not 100%. I mean, sure. I mean, we disagree with 
the government coming in and forcing a needle into everybody's arm, but that's, go- that's going way too far. We're going to march. And I say, okay, 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 don't worry about it. How about if we just make it illegal for people to catch public transport without getting a vaccine? And everyone goes, phew, well, thank God. I drive my own car, so it's not that big of a deal. It's not that important. At least it's not everybody. At least, at least they're not forcing it on everyone. We won, guys. We won the day. And then another six months later, they'll say, okay, you know what? It's working so well on public transport. Let's bring in the same rules for restaurants. And everyone goes, well, at least it's not everything. At least they're not forcing it into everybody. We still won. We stopped them. Remember last year when we stopped the government from bringing in that horrible law? Yeah, we did. We won. And then they'll say, it's working so well on public transport and in restaurants. Maybe we should do it in your workplace as well. And everyone goes, well, you know, that's fair. I mean, it is working. It is keeping me safe. At least we stopped the mandatory rollout two years ago. Remember that? Remember how we won? Everyone goes, yeah, we did. And we pat ourselves on the back. It'll happen again. Because that's what people do. And you can say that it won't. I don't care. <laughs> you can see, you can say I'm being too negative and I'm being red pill, uh, black pilled, and it will never happen here. <laughs> It'll never happen here. <laughs> Philadelphia announces new safer-at-home restrictions to fight rising COVID-19 cases. Yay! We've been spending a lot of time recently on the rape of the English language, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go again. <laughs> the safer-at-home restrictions. Wow, it sounds like I. It sounds like something I really want. I want to be safe. I want to be at home. I want to be safer at home. This is a great idea. At least it's not the arrest me if I go outside restriction. (laughs) Thank God it's not that. We won. Here in Philadelphia, we don't believe in the arrest people if they go outside laws. No, no, no. That's too extreme. What we believe in is the safer at home laws. Oh, right. It's the same thing, but it sounds so much nicer. In response to rising COVID-19 cases in Philadelphia, the City and Department of Public Health have announced changes to restrictions on business, events and gatherings and other activities to help flatten the epidemic curve, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, for the people, for the friends, for the friends who keep saying, just follow the rules, just follow the rules for a month. I can't, I can't believe that people still have the audacity to come out and say it's about flattening the curve. Take it from somebody who lives in a city where the curve has been flattened to fucking zero. Zero. You can have zero cases and they'll say, well, it's not good enough. People still need to be vigilant. So if you're holding on to this belief that it's just all about flattening the curve and if we get the numbers below a certain amount, then everything will go back to normal, you are living in a fucking dream world. You're living a fantasy. Take it from somebody, like I said, who lives in a city of 5 million people with zero infections, you still don't get your freedom back. 
The new safer at home restrictions, <laughs> safer at home, are effective November 2020 through to January 1, 2021. An extension of these restrictions and or the implementation of additional restrictions is possible depending on trends in the spread of coronavirus in the city. The following businesses and activities are not allowed. High schools and colleges must move to online instruction only. Indoor dining at restaurants and other food services, they're out. Theatres, including, including movie theatres and other performance spaces, they're gone. Bowling alleys, arcades and game spaces, gone. Museums, gone. Libraries, gone. Casinos, gone. Recreational activities for, and sports for youth, community groups and schools, gone. Gyms, gyms and indoor exercise classes, gone. Senior day services, gone. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for keeping me safe, Philadelphia. How about this one? There was supposed to be an Olympics this year. Tokyo Olympics. IOC chief, very confident. Voice of Reason with the diamond. Thank you so much. As much as I hate to admit it, you're not wrong. I would love to be wrong. You know, I still get people who come... I know you're not doing this, but I still get people who come in here and think that, like, when I say things like that about, you know, the push, 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 and they'll stop when you push back and then wait until you're not paying attention and then change it and everybody will claim it's a win. People think I say this stuff because that's what I want. Like, if only if only I had a more positive view of the world, then it wouldn't happen. And I, I always look at those people as though they were adults who still believe in Santa Claus. I, I don't even know how to address this with you. What I want is irrelevant. What I think is right is irrelevant. It doesn't change the way people act. It doesn't change the way people behave. Minister of Fun, Kimmy of the Diamond. If we had all worn out masks, this would be over. If we had all worn our masks, this would be over. Exactly. Tokyo Olympics. IOC chief very confident fans will be able to attend thanks to COVID-19 vaccine, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Don't you want the Olympics back? Fans and athletes would need to be vaccinated against uh, coronavirus before arriving in Japan. Here we go. And it begins. And it begins. Because what do you... People say, I don't care about the Olympics. Who cares about the fucking Olympics? I don't even watch the Olympics. This doesn't mean anything. Au contraire, of course it means something. You know why it means something? Because the Olympics is the only time every four years where you literally have people from all corners of the globe going to one place at one time. It's the only time that happens. So we're going to roll out our little testing, aren't we? We're going to test our new system here. You know the system that a whole bunch of governments are talking about whereby you can't get on a plane unless you have been proven to take the vaccine, ladies and gentlemen? and all of the various coronavirus restrictions that would need to be in place on the other end of this journey, right? That's going to be its little road test because you will get people from every country on earth. And then after the Olympics, they'll say, you know what? This coronavirus safety program that we rolled out for the Olympics was so fucking successful. Let's roll it out across the board. because that's what people do. 
International Olympic Committee Chief Thomas Bach has said he is working on the proposed safety measure, it's a safety measure, which would allow the event to take place despite a surge in coronavirus infections around the world. Speaking during his first visit to the Japanese capital since he and the then Prime Minister Shinzo Abe decided to postpone the 2020 Games back in March, Mr. Bark expressed his hopes that attendees and the 11,000 athletes taking part could be vaccinated before they touch down in the country. Fans will be able to attend the Tokyo Olympics next year under plans to vaccinate spectators and athletes upon their arrival in Japan, the head of the organising committee has said. Here's a fun one for you. So in my city of Sydney, we're doing very well. Congratulations, Sydney. You're so good at following the rules. I don't think we've had a positive case for like a week. Uh, You wouldn't know it, though. (laughs) Because just a little bit over the way in the central part of the country, Adelaide, ladies and gentlemen, apparently a potentially disastrous new COVID outbreak in South Australia. Let's have a look. Good evening. The next 24 hours are crucial in identifying a potentially disastrous new COVID outbreak in South Australia. A woman in her 80s has tested positive, while two of her family members have also been struck down in the state's first community transmissions since April. (laughs) You know what? You know what I like best about our, our corporate media is that they, they're so good at not using fear as a motivator. You know, what I love best about the corporate media, because not only do they love us and give us truthful information, but they're also very careful to not sensa- sensationalise things. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. When did Earth get invaded by mother hen aliens? <laughs> You know, I just love our corporate press because uh, they're very good at not being sensational. You know, they're very good at not being hyperbolic and it's all about keeping everybody calm and reasonable. So then when they attack the politicians they don't like, they can be calm and reasonable in what they expect from the politicians and, you know, not demand drastic crackdowns on individual freedom. They're so good at that. That's why they love us. They care for us. Winning TV with a diamond. Take a wa- take a vaccine, or we're rubbing your wrong time. We're rubbing your wrong time. Yes, a potentially disastrous situation where three people have been struck down. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. Dozens of workers at the Lyle McEwen Hospital have been ordered into isolation, while hundreds of supermarket shoppers are also at risk. We have every angle of this developing story covered tonight. First to Chief Reporter Mike. Again, at this stage, three people. The first three people since April. Isn't it good? Thank you for keeping me safe and on a level. Thank you for not making me panic. Smithson and Mike, this is very worrying. Very worrying. This is very worrying, Mike. This is very concerning, these people being struck down, Mike. People being people are being struck down out there. This is disastrous, Mike. Mike! Mike! God damn it, Mike! Calm down! Jesus fucking Christ, Mike! Can you give us some good news? We're literally fucking dying out here, Mike! Mike! Save us! 
Oh my god, Mike! What's going on? Ah! <laughs> Michael set us straight. <laughs> Yes, Rosanna, it, it just shows the speed of the virus, even with every... The speed of the virus. <laughs> it just moves so quickly. It's like wildfire. <laughs> Kitty lover with a diamond. All this for a cold that has over 99% recovery. Oh, my God. No, people are getting struck down out here. This is potentially disastrous. Don't you understand? Help us, Mike. Save us. Precaution taken. A serious mistake uh -huh. can still occur. Uh -huh. Seven News understands that this COVID hotel in Weymouth Street is from where the virus is thought to have escaped. The it's escaped. <laughs> it escaped. It put on a ski mask and it snuck out the back door when our vigilant public health officers weren't paying attention. The COVID, it, it dressed up like the Hamburglar and snuck out through an air conditioning vent. <laughs> the virus escaped the hotel. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is disastrous, Mike. Potentially disastrous. Goofy boots with a diamond. People who take the vaccine will have tarred kids. <laughs> Real person PLTCS. Follow James R at DLive.tv slash Real Person PLTCS. I smoked thee. Gets even better. So, you know, this is obviously terrifying. This is horrifying. This is horrifying that the virus would escape the hotel. Rusty with a diamond. Thank you. DLive.tv slash Iceman4433. Thank you so much for following us, Rusty. Um, so this is obviously very dangerous. And, you know, I love the corporate media for not sensationalizing things and helping to keep people calm because that's what it's all about. We don't want to use fear now. This is all about being calm and responsible. <laughs> so what's the next step? How are we going to keep people COVID safe in this <clears throat> environment of disastrous viruses escaping hotels and striking people down where they stand? Three people since April. I know, it's potentially catastrophic. How, how are we going to keep this in check? Well, I've got good news, ladies and gentlemen. How about this for a little bit of funsy? A week before this coronavirus... So this coronavirus story that I just showed you about it escaping, this is only a few days old. A little over a week ago, in the same city, in the same state, this news report was on just a little over a week ago. Have a look at this. If it plays. High-tech tracking could soon be used instead of police door knocks to monitor those in home quarantine when our border opens with Victoria. Our state's... High-tech tracking? Sounds good. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, lucky we were talking about the high-tech tracking just before this potentially disastrous outbreak started striking people down. Huh? Like, lucky we already had this on the back burner. Well, see, 
you know, the thing I love about the authorities is they care so much for us and they love us. They're so prepared for the, uh, you know, the virus which may happen in the future, striking people down where they stand, the potentially catastrophic effects of the virus uh, escaping from hotel quarantine. So I'm so glad that they care for us and love us so much that they have got some high-tech tracking ready to go if if, if it just so happens that such a a situation would arise. Isn't it great? Isn't it nice? Thank you for keeping me safe. High-tech tracking could soon be used instead of police door knocks to monitor those in home quarantine when our border opens with Victoria. Our state's top cop also giving the strongest indication yet that unrestricted travel can be achieved... Goofy Boots with a diamond. You called it again, Boogie. Re high tech tracking. No, 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 no. It's, I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I need to be taken off social media. To those in home quarantine when our border opens with Victoria. Uh-huh. Our state's top cop also giving the strongest indication yet that unrestricted travel can be achieved by Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yay! We can, we can have some of our freedom back by Christmas. Reminder, this was before the previous story that I just showed you. This was about a week earlier. But now we have the catastrophic thing of people being struck down after the virus escaped a hotel. So, you know, that's going to put that at risk, I'm afraid. Police compliance checks on people quarantining at home could soon be a thing of the past. Good. It's for your convenience. You know, you know, when I'm being forced to quarantine in my own home, there's nothing more inconvenient to me. Like, have you ever had this situation, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Have you ever had the situation where you're cooking some vegetables, you're getting the family dinner ready, and you're quarantining at home, and then just at that moment when you need to turn the steak on the grill, there's a knock at the fucking door, like, oh. It's the police again. Just checking to make sure that you're quarantining. Oh, can't this wait? My 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 pot's going to boil over. Why do you always show up at dinner time? It's so inconvenient. You know, one day they knocked on my door when I was sitting on the toilet. When I was sitting on the toilet. It was so... It, it, it never ends. It's so inconvenient. If only there was a way to get around this. If only there was a way to make this more streamlined and efficient. I know, I know. How about this? How about instead of police knocking on your door to check that you're quarantining, what if we do this? What if we roll out a statewide mass surveillance system? (laughs) Someone in the chat said, just leave your phone at home. Don't be a pussy. Oh, you're going to fit in well. Because... All of these systems are going to be based on the fact that you have to scan your phone to go to the supermarket, get on public transport, even get into your place of employment. So you don't have to have the system on your phone, but I'm afraid if you want to walk outside your front door, you're going to have to have the phone. Just leave your phone at home, you fucking pussy. (laughs) We we solved the problem. We fixed it. Oh, why didn't anybody else think of that? (laughs) 
You outsmart you outsmarted these corporations and these governments who have spent hundreds of billions of dollars coming up this system. It was just all you had to do was leave your phone at home and the problem went away. <laughs> I thought I had it. <laughs> it was a good it was a good try. It was a good try. Points for effort. Replaced by an app using face scanning technology to confirm someone's identity and geo mapping to check exactly where they are. I'm going to let that settle in. Thank you for keeping me safe. It'll never happen here, right? And, you know, again, I'll say it again. Exactly what they have in China. We are just copying everything that China does. Dud. It's does and did. That's what does and did is now dud in the great nation of Boogie Stan. I have invented a new word. Fuck you. We just do what China dud. I mean, it's so convenient. Now I don't have to answer the door anymore. Now the police don't have to knock on my door and annoy me. I can just scan my face. Benke Veritas of the Diamond, all I want for Christmas is a massive solar flare. <laughs> Could soon be a thing of the past. Good. Replaced by an app using face scanning technology to confirm <laughs> someone's identity <laughs> and geo mapping to check exactly where they are. Yay. Almost 120,000 visits have been conducted in the last few months. Yeah. Um, overwhelmingly, people are complying. So if we can. Yeah. It works so well, that's why we need the mass surveillance system. It's a funny argument, isn't it? Because they say how well the system works. Obviously, at this when this was filmed, they hadn't had one community transmission since fucking April, ladies and gentlemen. The system is working so well, we need to replace it with mass surveillance. <laughs> it's so convenient. Now, now police don't have to knock on my door when I'm trying to make dinner streamline that process and that's that's good for everybody authorities want the technology it's, it's good for everyone <laughs> streamlining the process oh it's so streamlined again political language 101 if you haven't read it like i said politics in the english language the essay from 19 i think it's from 1950 might have been even late 1940 i think it's like 1956 politics in the english language it's still relevant today Essentially, the argument is all political speech is an attempt to make uh, the grotesque sound acceptable. So what do we call the rollout of a mass surveillance system which requires people to scan their face and be geo-tracked to their absolute exact location at any time that we decide? We call that streamlining the process. <laughs> it's not mass surveillance. It's streamlining. Oh, good. That sounds much better. You know, the Philadelphia story we read earlier. It's not, we'll, we're not going to arrest, it's not the we arrest you if you go outside law, it's the Safer, safer at Home Act. <laughs> right? Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. 
technology in place to monitor people who come into the state Good. when our border with Victoria softens. I think physical presence will always be better. Are there any privacy breaches in terms of tracking where people are 24-7? Oh, it seems some people have some concerns and some raised eyebrows over here. The Premier confident it will be as safe as in-person checks. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. The government said it's going to be fine. <laughs> safe. Everything's about safety and protection. I think the new technologies that we're considering allow us to make much more uh, frequent uh, visits at a lower cost. Oh, good. So now I can be harassed by the police more often. <laughs> Yay! Just what I wanted. Gee, I would hate to inconvenience the state by not having them know exactly where I am 100% of the time. If only there was a way that I could give them this information and then they could find me instantly. If only there was a way for the police to make more visits. <laughs> Isn't that what we all want, really? <laughs> No, I think if we have this mass surveillance system rolled out in South Australia, this will allow the police to be right up your asshole so much that you can taste them at the back of your throat. Isn't that what we want? It's about keep... Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. Technology also the key to further easing restrictions at pubs, Here bars and restaurants. Here we go. QR identification codes that people can scan. What a surprise. Wait a minute, Boogie. Wait a minute, Boogs. Um, are they saying that you need the surveillance in order to get back to quote-unquote normal? This is the first I've heard of that. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Ah, on this show. Months ago, four months in a row. The false choice, the false dichotomy that you're going to be presented with. Accept these restrictions on your individual liberty if you want to have your freedom back. See how it see how it's a snake eating its own tail? It's like saying, here, have this gun to defend yourself, but you can only put it in your own mouth. Uh, somebody wants the, the song title. This is put in Feathered uh, by Haranoda. H-A-H-A-R-A-N-O-D-A. Feathered. Yes. You need to accept, you need to accept severe restrictions on your individual liberty if you want to preserve individual liberty. It's like the clip we watched in the first half of the show, Barack Obama, right? In order to protect democracy, we need to make sure that everybody agrees. <laughs> CNN, ladies and gentlemen, to protect democracy, we need to make sure that we don't report on the things that uh, we disagree with. Because it's about protecting democracy. Protecting freedom by taking it away. Modern life and modern society is just a, it's just a drunken stumble from one logical fallacy to the next. And you're the only sober person in the room watching all of these people drunkenly stumble from one logical fallacy to the next. 
and you keep trying to stop them from bumping into things. You keep trying to stop them from falling over, but they want to fall over. They want to bump into things. They crave it. Our brains are broken. And lo- logic just has no place anymore. Yes, we are we are protecting your freedom by taking it away from you. It's only temporary. <laughs> game with their phones being rolled out to make contact tracing easier. Yeah, We're good, working mate. through the policy arrangements in terms of whether it's going to be mandatory for people to do that, but uh, I think venues will want to make sure that their venues are seen to be as safe as possible for people. Yes, it's all about keeping people safe. Thank you so much. Thank you for keeping me safe. Um, tell you what, got one more video here which I thought you might appreciate. Let's dip over to the UK now, ladies and gentlemen. I did have a story to go along with this, which I'll probably have to wait. I'll probably have to save it till Wednesday. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going in front of the Senate, I believe, tomorrow, where it is expected that Democrat senators will ask him. Actually, you know what? I think I'll just try and bring it up to give a bit of context to this one. Just give me one second. I have it here somewhere. I have it here saved at some point. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, that's better. Alrighty. Excellent. All right, so let's do this one first. You'll appreciate this. CEO hearing sets stage for next Congress and presidency. Ahead of Mark Zuckerberg's Tuesday Senate testimony, Democrats across the chamber are calling on the CEO to, quote, take immediate action to tackle Muslim-targeted hate and violence on Facebook setting the stage for policy fights under the next Congress and administration, ladies and gentlemen. They haven't even got their guy in the White House yet. Goofy boots with a diamond. It's weird. Australia turning back into a prison. It never wasn't a prison. (laughs) They haven't even got their guy back in the White House yet, and they're already, hey, Mark, don't you think you should get rid of all of that hate speech? Don't you think you should get rid of that? Google is angling for access to sensitive documents that Amazon, Microsoft, and other rivals turned over to the Justice Department in its case against the search giant, but the DOJ isn't having it. Four days after President Trump called out GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn, urging her to support his FCC nominee, her chief of staff set the record straight about where she stands on Nathan Symington in favour. Ahead of tech CEO hearing Democrats escalate concerns to Zuck, 24 hours before Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey testify before Senate Judiciary, more than a dozen Democrats on the committee and across the chamber are sounding the alarm about anti-Muslim bigotry on Facebook. It's a topic they plan to bring up on Tuesday, despite the stated focus of the hearing, quote, censorship, suppression, and the 2020 election. But just as much, the gathering could set the stage for what Democrats view as some of the top tech issues they want to tackle under the next Congress and incoming administration, including content moderation around online hate and violence. You know, people like to say, it's a private company. It's a private company. It's a private company. Okay, sounds great. Why then does the private company seem to have so much influence with Washington? Isn't that strange? 
It's almost as though the private company is a pseudo arm of the political system. It's a private company. It's a private company. It's a private company. Now come into the Senate and do what you're told. Isn't that fun? Gets better. So with that, remember, they're coming at you from all angles here. Let's dip over to the UK. This is a Labour politician in the UK, ladies and gentlemen, who is very concerned because, as you know, in the UK, they're going through their own coronavirus stuff too. And he's very concerned that people are posting things like, say, I don't want to be forcibly vaccinated by the state. He's very concerned that people are posting these kinds of ideas on places like Facebook and Twitter. And he has a groundbreaking hot take idea to, you know, protect democracy. You know, protecting democracy. We need to protect democracy by getting rid of all the people who have a different worldview. We need to protect democracy by not reporting on half of the stuff that's out there. We need to protect freedom by removing freedom from people. And now we need to make the country healthier by by banning people off social media. We're calling on the government to do three things, really. Have a clear public health message to allay people's legitimate questions about the vaccine. And we want to support the government with that message to ensure that our NHS and public health infrastructure has the resources to roll out the vaccine. But also do something about the social media platforms who are still too slow in taking down misinformation, spreading lies, to be frank, about vaccines. And we want to work with the government in order to stamp this out. We want the social media companies to work with the government to stamp this out. Wait to hear the reasoning behind it. This guy's an absolute fucking genius. He's just, he's as smart, he's every bit as smart as he looks. <laughs> Trust me. And not, and not a fraction more. I mean, you've touched on a really important point, though, haven't you? You mentioned legitimate concerns. It's dangerous, isn't it, to dismiss people's legitimate concerns or worries that they may have for personal reasons? See, this is the beautiful part to me, right? Because it's, they're going to say, no, 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 we're not going to get rid of people's legitimate concerns, but they decide what's legitimate, right? They will tell you what's legitimate and what's not. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond. From all angles, it's regulation bukaki. Exactly. Then why am I not hard? I don't understand. It's not working. It's not doing it for me. So remember the analogy I gave you before of they'll push and push and push and push until you get a little bit of pushback, right? Same thing applies here. This is all like the basic basic psychology of crowds. So they'll say, no, 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 no. We're only getting rid of the misinformation. We, we, we're going to address people's legitimate concerns. But they'll decide which concerns fall in that, in that you know, column of legitimacy. So two people ask a question. One says, do, do you not think it's an infringement on basic human rights that uh, you know, you're discussing mandatory vaccinations against people's wills? And they'll say, that's not a legitimate concern. That's misinformation because we've said before that we're not going to have a mandatory vaccination, right? So that's not legitimate. 
Oh, good. And then the next person says, what if I have a health condition and a, me- a vaccination would make me sicker? They'll say, good, that's a legitimate concern. You're allowed to. You're allowed to discuss that. Do you see how this works? <clears throat> and then millions and millions and millions of people, because people are you know, ultimately stupid, millions of people will say, well, that sounds fair to me. That sounds fair enough. We can't have these illegitimate concerns out there clogging up social media. It's not right. You know, only legitimate concerns should be posted. Well, people will rightly have concerns about what the vaccine means for them if they've got a particular chronic condition or if they're elderly and what their own immune response (laughs) will be to that vaccine. And I I think we can reassure people about their concerns if we have really good public health messaging. We can the reassure government says them. it's secured a major commitment from the big social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter to deal with this. Why isn't that enough for you? Because my concern is, look, I mean, I can, you know, I've just been on my phone. I can find it. My concern is I've just been on, I just logged on to my Facebook account and I could find it. My concern is that if I look for something, I can find it and that's dangerous. (laughs) I found something I was looking for. Obviously, the fucking system is broken, isn't it? I shouldn't be able to find things that I'm looking for. If I'm looking for something that's deemed illegitimate, I shouldn't be able to find it. Wow. I mean, what we really should have, I mean, it's a bit of a problem, isn't it, when you think about it? You've got all these people out there who are looking for something and then, you know, they're looking for things and then they find these things and we don't really like these things. I think it would be much better if the government decided what you can and can't find on social media. But I thought it was a private company. Yeah, it is. It is a private company. They can ban whoever they want. They can ban whoever they want and they can ban whatever they want as long as they ban what we want. Because we're the government and they're a private company. Right. What we should do is... Because they're they're a private company and they can ban whoever they want, what we should do is make a whole bunch of rules here at the government to make sure that the private companies don't have a choice in who they ban. That would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be the best outcome for everybody? I mean, look, I just picked up my phone and I was able to find something that I was looking for. We can't have that. We cannot have that. It's dangerous. It's putting people at risk, it is. On Facebook, I can find it on TikTok. I can, I can find, find it on these it. social media platforms. What I'm saying, what we're saying to the government is, that we're prepared to work with you. That if you think but, that we need to go further, like whether that's financial sanctions against financial sanctions, we want we want to fine social media companies. We want to charge social media companies exorbitant amounts of money if their system provides an opportunity for me to find what I'm looking for. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Government. Against those media giants, uh, those social media giants who are not acting quickly enough, Uh, then we'll support you and help you get the relevant 
laws on the statute book. It's a private company. <laughs> What are you complaining about? It's a private company. We're just going to change the rules. <laughs> We're going to force the private companies to ban who we want to ban because it's a private company and they can do whatever they want. Jonathan Ashworth, thanks very much for talking to us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. These people think they're saving the fucking world. They really do. With that, ladies and gentlemen... That brings us to the end of tonight's broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie. <clears throat> Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Irrational Times, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Merce, JJ Stone on the Sunday night shit show, at Real Person PLTCS, Iceman4433, the Victor Show, you got the Victor Show and the Kimmy Show, uh, at Real Person PLTCS, James R, great patriot. You got the Victor Show and the Kimmy Show. Uh, don't forget Major Tom. Major Tom live on Saturdays with uh, the Doom and Gloom Show. You got Major Tom. Thank you for the Diamond Coffee Talk with Sandra. Excellent show. Well, thank you. Uh, and anyone else I may have forgotten? Uh, Lois Ropez with Way Dave. And anyone else I may have forgotten? So let me open up that chest for you all right now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to keep me safe, if you would like to protect me from things, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at boogiebumper. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.